Coast to coast, nonstop action. This is the premier source for National Hockey League news. Scores, highlights, and the Anaheim Ducks. It's time to light the lamp with Alexis Downing. Welcome to Light the Lamp here on Duckstream. I am your host, Alexis Downey. I hope you had a great weekend. It was so nice to head back to Ohio and see my family. I'm feeling energized and ready for a new week of hockey. Plus, it's also a holiday week, Thanksgiving coming up here in the United States on Thursday. And we can also celebrate the start of the World Cup. A whole lot going on this week, and I am here for it. The Anaheim Ducks were on the road over the weekend in St. Louis, facing off against the Blues on Saturday night. It was interesting because they stayed on Sunday and now they're playing them again tonight, that being Monday. And it was a tough outing for the team on Saturday. They went down two to nothing after the first period and they just were not able to battle back, ending in a six to two final. So now here are some of my AD's takeaways. Mason McTavish played really well on the second line. I liked what we saw from him specifically in that first period. But the Blues got out to an early lead, especially in the second period with two goals, and it was just tough for the Ducks to push back. One thing I did like was Cam Fowler's power play goal in the second period. Troy Terry standing in front of Jordan Bennington in the net, blocking his vision, and creating a lane for Fowler. That is his third straight multi-point game. The other goal on the night for the Ducks came from Adam Henrique, also on the power play. The team was two for four on the night on the man advantage. Really like to see that, especially on the road where they have struggled this season on the power play. The Blues were able to answer back with a power play goal of their own. We saw a glimpse into what was last year's really strong power play unit. They haven't been as good this year, but knowing that they have that history there certainly is something for the Ducks to keep their eye on. John Gibson started the night in the net going two periods before Anthony Stolarz came in in the third period, stopping four of five shots. The Ducks did outshoot the Blues in the second and third period, but they just didn't have enough gas in this one, especially to stop Blues Pavel Buchnevich, who had a night with five points. Now, the Ducks will have the opportunity to bounce back against the Blues tonight, that being Monday, with a 5 p.m. puck drop. The Ducks need to have a better start in this one if they want to get ahead. And we're still hoping for the team's first regulation win. I'm feeling it tonight. Maybe we will see it. You can listen to the call on Duckstream right here from Steve Carroll, Dan Wood, and Josh Brewster. It's time to go coast to coast to hear some of the best goal calls from around the NHL over the weekend, beginning with the Edmonton Oilers and Vegas Golden Knights game on Saturday, two very competitive teams. And this was an important win for Edmonton, finding a way to knock off the high powered Golden Knights. Connor McDavid went top shelf and netted the winner one minute and 17 seconds into overtime to close it out four to three. Listen to the call now from Jack Michaels. Nurse reloading. McDavid breaks around Petrangelo to the net for the win. Scores! Connor McDavid high glove on Aiden Hill. And Edmonton prevails. Four, three, in overtime. That's a minute 17 into the shift. And McDavid races past 
one of the top defenders in the National Hockey League, world-class goal from the world's best player. Wow. Also on Saturday, the New Jersey Devils continue to be red hot on their win streak, having a dominant 5-1 win over the Ottawa Senators. That is now a 12-game win streak for the Devils, and they're seeking number 13 tonight, that once again being Monday night. Eric Halla had the icebreaker for the Devils on Saturday. Hear the call from New Jersey's Matt Laughlin. So we'll see if he can work that out and return to play. Tomas Tatar streaking down in front of Forsberg. Just misses a pass, a centering pass out in front. Zetterlin with it now. Back to the point to Damon Severson. 30 seconds, 36 seconds go. A shot, a long range. It's Eric Halla's first of the season. Also on Saturday, the Montreal Canadiens and Philadelphia Flyers faced off. Cole Caulfield was the hero in this one, netting the game-tying goal with 1.9 seconds left on the clock as they had an extra attacker on the ice for Montreal. The Canadians did go on to win it in the shootout 5-4. to four. TSN 690 has the radio call. Caulfield over to Suzuki. Suzuki took the shot. He had a man with that in front. The Flyers can't find it to clear. Matheson stepped the shot. Deflected just wide by Gallagher. On the right wing, Monaghan, eight seconds left. Caulfield with a one-timer right through the goal mouth. On the right wing wall, Suzuki back to Caulfield. He scores with less than two seconds left. The Flyers just couldn't clear the zone. And Montreal kept coming. And they tied the game at four. And last on the docket was the Pittsburgh Penguins and Chicago Blackhawks on Sunday night. This was a big game for Evgeny Malkin, who celebrated his 1,000th NHL career game. And you have to note, if you did not see the video of the players imitating Malkin's pregame warm-up, go check it out right now on Twitter. It is hysterical. It looks so bizarre, all the players laying on the ice with their feet in the air, Make sure you go see it because, like I said, it's so funny. Now, the Penguins had a 3-0 lead at one point before Chicago started their comeback. But the captain, Sidney Crosby, had the big goal late in the third period to solidify the Penguins' win. Crosby now has 11 points in the past four games and is the NHL's number one star this week. Listen to the call from Pittsburgh's Josh Getzoff. Here's Latang Arister. That's blocked by Athens. See you. And it comes out to the neutral zone. Chris Latang with it there. Cross ice pass for Gensel over the line. It's Crosby. Left circle. Snapper block. Rebound attempt for Crosby tonight. Second attempt. He scores. Sidney Crosby would not be denied. The captain on the backhand puts the Penguins back in front 4 3. Now, over the weekend at Great Park Ice, the 12th annual USA Hockey Sled Classic took place with the Ducks playing host to the event. With the Classic beginning back in 2010, the annual round-robin-style tournament is between the NHL-affiliated sled hockey teams. 23 teams took part this year, and one of them was our very own Ducks sled hockey based out of San Diego. Sarah Betancourt is a member of the team and hopped on Light the Lamp to recap the weekend, as well as her experience dropping the puck at the recent Ducks game. Listen in in this next segment. Joining us now on Duck Stream is Sarah Betancourt, captain and founder of the Duck Sled Hockey Team. Sarah, so great to have you join us right here on this Monday. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. 
So you certainly had a very busy weekend with the Sled Hockey Classic over the weekend. Uh, the Ducks hosting it this year. How was the event? Oh my gosh, it was absolutely incredible. Not only was the level of play and the number of teams coming out phenomenal, but just the fact that we were able to host it out here on the West Coast for the first time. And we had players coming from three or 10 degree weather with snow already <laughs> coming out to San Diego. They come out of the rink and it's 75 and sunny and gorgeous. And they're like, wow, I didn't think to bring sunglasses. And we have teams going to the beach. We have teams just hanging out outside. And it's just amazing to bring hockey and Southern California together in one and show everyone how awesome our area is. What was it like getting to interact with everyone and see all these different faces that you might not get to see that often? It's always a big reunion. Yes, we're on different teams and we represent different NHL clubs, but the sled hockey community is actually pretty tight knit, small community. So we know each other. We've been playing against each other for as long as we've been playing sled hockey because we see each other over and over again at various national tournaments, usually twice a year. And so with COVID shutting down a couple of years ago and a little slowness getting back into the sled hockey world, it was absolutely wonderful seeing some of these teams, thankful that they were able to travel across the country to come out to us. But it was awesome hanging out with them. <laughs> and Great Park Ice is such a fabulous facility mm -hmm. that there was enough room for everyone to spread out and get to hang out and socialize either down on the concourse or even up in the restaurant area while watching games. It was amazing to reunite with all these amazing athletes. And there was also a surprise visit from the Stanley cup this weekend. How surprised were you to see it? Oh my gosh. It was incredible. <laughs> I was not expecting it to be there. It was there at our social on Thursday night. We walked through the door and it's all the, you know, pretty normal social stuff. There's some mm -hmm. food and there's some drinks and stuff. And then you go in the back there it is, a huge line. I didn't know what the line was for, but it's a huge line. And there's the Stanley Cup. And of course, everyone is lined up to take their team pictures with it and personal pictures. It was incredible for it to be there. So thankful that the NHL and the Anaheim Ducks helped make that happen. It just made the social that much more special. And also it really made it real that, mm -hmm. yes, we're here representing these NHL teams and we're affiliates of these teams and the club teams really appreciate us and it matters. It was really special. That's awesome. I know I saw the pictures on social media. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there, but it looked like it was just an absolutely amazing weekend. And I'm so glad that everyone was able to come together for it. Um, but for those that are listening that don't know your story, let's go back a little bit. How did you find yourself in sled hockey? That's a great question. I grew up in Maryland and I grew up playing hockey ended up going to the Naval Academy, commissioned into the Marine Corps, and I was training as a helicopter pilot in the Marine Corps when all of a sudden I developed a rare neurological disorder. It forced me to stop flying. I stayed in the Marine Corps as an adjutant, redesignated, and was stationed at Miramar, which is out here in San Diego, until my symptoms continued to worsen. I stopped using the ability to be able to use my legs, then my hands stopped working, and eventually I was forced to medically retire. Mm -hmm. And I went from top of the world, following my dreams, serving our country, making a difference, leading Marines to nothing. And I felt completely and utterly a lost, lost, alone, had no idea how to get back into society. I tried to, to apply to get, go back to school, to get a job, to volunteer. And because my symptoms were so severe, I had seizures, I had vision issues, I had 
loss of function in many of my body parts. And it was so sporadic and random that I was so much of a liability. And I was denied about participating within normal society. Mm -hmm. I hit a downward spiral for about a year and a half until all of a sudden I was invited to come out and try adaptive sports. I had no idea there was such thing as adaptive sports. I didn't know that I could ever participate in sport, let alone be active, let alone be on a team sport again. And when I was at a sled hockey clinic, I got on the ice and next thing I knew, I was flying. I completely forgot about my disability. Mm -hmm. And I was once again, a hockey player. I was checking people and making (laughs) passes and shooting and scoring. It was incredible. And it was like, I came out of this fog. Colors were brighter. My passion came back. I realized that, holy cow, I can do anything I want. So I came back to San Diego, wanting to provide that same opportunity to others to be able to find healing through adaptive sports. So I founded San Diego Duck Sled Hockey, we're the affiliate team for the Anaheim Ducks. And then it's just exploded from there. Mm. But I'll tell you, sled hockey, it it gave me my life back. It really did mm. save my life in terms of bringing me back from that bottomless pit where I was headed, the depression, the stress, the feeling of alone and nobody wants me and no, I can't help anyone. That That terrible feeling, I don't want anyone to experience that. So even if people don't know about sled hockey, I'd say, come out and try it. But if it's not your thing, that's fine. Because now we're you're in to all the adaptive sports out there, no matter what you want to do, our community is incredible and we've got your back and we will help you achieve any goal. Cause once you can, once you can achieve that goal in sport mm-hmm. and you realize, wow, I can play this sport. I can be a teammate. Now your possibilities open up and you realize, wow, I can drive a car. Mm-hmm. I can go back to school. I can raise a family. I can hold a job. All the things that you thought were impossible because you don't know how to adapt, sport shows you how to adapt and how to change your mindset so now you can go back into your normal life and do anything. Sky's the limit. It's incredible. You really are an inspiration. I mean, getting to work with all different people uh, from different backgrounds, how rewarding is it to be able to help them and see the growth of sled hockey as well? I'm very honored to be able to work with so many different athletes. And it's amazing to see how everyone comes together Mm -hmm. and we all look different. We walk different. We wear different types of things, whether it's a wheelchair or arm crutches or braces or prosthetics. We're all different, but when we get on the ice, we're one and we all play hockey as one team and one family. And I'll tell you, since I started San Diego Ducks back in 2014, I've seen our youth players who are now off to college, who are getting married. Mm. They're uh, the teenagers and the young adults that were with us are now holding down steady jobs. They're off following their dreams. And it's incredible to see how much they've changed over the years just because they're part of a team that pushes them, that supports them, and that really is there for them no matter what. And I'm just really proud that we were able to provide that opportunity for others. That's what I wanted to do. That makes Mm -hmm. me feel good that I'm helping make a difference and helping others do what they need to do so that they can have a successful life. And they pass it along. Mm -hmm. That's the great thing. Right. You know, you help a person and then that other person helps someone else. And that's what our world needs right now. Mm Would you say that that is kind of what your daily motivation is? 
Yes. My daily motivation, it's a, it's two, it's a multifold, <laughs> not even twofold. <laughs> I, I want it's one playing hockey and being here and, and doing what I do is mm-hmm. good for me. It gives me a sense of purpose and accomplishment and I love to serve others, but yes, making, or I would say creating opportunity for others is definitely my daily, daily motivation and my goal because especially in the sled hockey community and women specifically, women's sled hockey or para ice hockey, as it's called now in the Paralympics, is not in the Paralympics. We don't have enough female, all female national teams mm-hmm. to be able to make it to the Paralympics. So I'm helping fight that. I'm helping grow the teams worldwide, but it's not for me to go to the Paralympics. I'm doing it because I want these next generations coming up to have that opportunity to represent their nation at the most elite level possible, represent their country and get out there and be able to have that chance to represent, represent their nation at the Paralympics. Not only that, I'm working with colleges to help adaptive sports be a collegiate program Mm -hmm. where they can earn their varsity letter, where they can earn their title of being able to represent their school Things that able-bodied kids take for granted, the opportunity that they take for granted, a lot of the disabled athletes or the adaptive athletes don't have even think about that opportunity. I want to open up these doors. So now next thing you know, it doesn't matter if you have a disability or not, you have the opportunity to work hard and to earn a spot to represent your school or to represent your nation. That's truly what I'm fighting for. And now while you're doing all of this, you're also a mom of two boys. What is it like being a mom and balancing that life? I am so lucky to have my two (laughs) sons. First, my husband. My husband is my better half. He is just, just truly supportive. But my two boys, they are now four and seven. And they remind me to live in the moment. Hmm. And that's what I'm so thankful for because just getting down and playing with them, playing cars on the rug or doing races or who knows what else. It's just amazing to live in the moment with them and have that mindset of living like a child where you just appreciate and enjoy the moments. It keeps me grounded. It keeps me in the moment. So I don't um, start thinking about what happens in the future if Mm -hmm. my body starts to fail again. And it doesn't keep me in the past thinking about what I used to be able to that is now different for me. So I, I'm truly thankful for my kids and it's fun. It's, I will say, I will say I'm, I'm still a Marine. So I'm a little bit of a firm hand when it comes to parenting. Um, but I, I love that I'm teaching my sons that there are always challenges in life mm-hmm. and they have to face the challenges too. having a mom who uses a wheelchair full time. And there are times where I cannot go into the playground with them. Or if I'm, we're going to the beach, Hey son, I need you to pull my wheelchair through the sand while I drag myself across and they figure it out mm-hmm. while carrying their toys and whatever they need. And I love that my boys are, are, are growing up knowing that it's okay to have a mom or a friend or an uncle or a cousin that has a disability, but also looking past the disability and saying, Hey, how can I help? Because I still want to mm-hmm. go play. How can I help you? So we can get <laughs> to the end state and go play and have a great and enjoy the moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> which turns into enjoying the rest of your life. You talk about those moments. I know recently back on the 12th, you had the opportunity to participate in the ceremonial puck drop with your teammate, Aaron Loy. What kind of emotions did that bring in being in front of the whole Ducks crowd and, 
getting to have that honor? Wow. That puck drop ceremony <laughs> was a dream come true, both for Aaron Loy and I. Aaron's incredible. He is he's just a great leader on our team and an, an amazing player, amazing teammate. So lucky to have him. And I'm really glad that I was able to share that moment with him because first we were able to get on the ice and then the players from both teams were skating laps and warming up, which is incredible just from the ice view to see how fast and skilled they are. Mm -hmm. But for me, one of the best moments was getting to go on the blue line for the national anthem. Mm -hmm. So I skated up. I did a little hockey stop right next to Zegers and he, I kind of startled him. He was like, Whoa, I was like, Hey, okay. <laughs> have a good luck. <laughs> Just cause you know, it's, it's different. I'm in a sled. I'm really low. So I gave him a little fist bump and then sitting there with the rest of the team in front of the crowd, singing national anthem with our American flag there. It just really hit home, especially as a Marine, um, how, how far we've come and mm -hmm. how inclusive the Anaheim ducks are to be, allow us to do that and to be proud of us enough to show us off in front of the stadium and in front of everyone. And it was, it was amazing. It was absolutely oh. incredible. And then the puck drop itself was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and then, I mean, and then as soon as I skated off 19 seconds into the game, the ducks, I mean, <laughs> it was <on>. awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was so cool. Well, to follow up that moment, the duck sled team practiced with the NHL ducks last Monday. What was that experience like? We were really excited because the Anaheim Ducks not only invited the team that was our adult team that was participating in the NHL Sled Classic, but they also invited our youth players, mm -hmm. which is incredible to give them the, the experience, the opportunity to meet the NHL players. I mean, we, we were all jazzed and excited, but we didn't know what to expect. <laughs> we didn't know if it was just going to be a few players that hung around and kind of skated with us. And when we got on the ice, when their practice ended, the ice there and they were tapping their stick cheering us on as we got onto the ice and that just made us feel so welcome and so included in terms of the ducks family it was awesome and then the coach brought us over we're all around the coach he explains the drills just like any other normal hockey practice doesn't matter if you're standing or if you're in a sled we then go out and we do the drills it was Awesome to be able to make passes and do drills with Anaheim Ducks. I mean, <laughs> we were all just grinning ear to ear and having a blast. The fact that Gibson allowed us to shoot on him. Um, Cam Fowler got in a sled and we were skating together and passing together. His shot is still incredible. I was going to um, ask, how'd he do? <laughs> he, did, he did amazing, actually. He's he's quite an athlete to be able to pull it off uh, the first time you get in a sled because it's it's a little tricky. You got to work. It's a lot of upper body mm -hmm. and moving your hands from the skating position to the stick handling position is a little bit tricky the first couple of times, but he nailed it. And then Alexa Gibson, John Gibson's wife got in the sled and she's was amazing as well. But then Trevor Zegris, he takes the sticks and starts trying to do all his normal fancy <laughs> stick work with our side sticks. And so we're there trying to show him what we do and he's trying to show us off. And now it's like a give and go between tap, you know, flipping the pucks up mm -hmm. and seeing who can stick handle the fastest. It was incredible. And everyone, every time I turned around and looked, every single NHL player was talking to every single one of our sled players and the sled players were sharing their stories and the NHL players were sharing their stories. Mm -hmm. And it was just really a time of community and bonding and being together as, as hockey players. It was 
absolutely incredible. And it is a lifetime memory that mm-hmm. every single one of our players is going to remember. And we're so thankful for the Anaheim Ducks for giving us that chance. So Sarah, for anyone that is interested in beginning to play sled hockey, how can they get started? Very simple. If you want to play sled hockey, if you just Google duck sled hockey, you'll see our website at the bottom. You'll see my email, my phone number, go ahead, shoot me an email, give me a text. And even if you're not in the San Diego or Orange County or Anaheim area, we have connections with all the teams from across the nation. We'll be able to connect you with where the closest team to you, wherever you live. And then from there, even if sled hockey is not your sport, that is okay because we have networks, like I said, all across the nation for anything you want to do, just get into the, the sport and the athletic lifestyle, because I'll tell you, it truly, truly changes lives just to be a part of a team. It's incredible. Sarah Betancourt, so great to have you join us today on Light the Lamp. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Sarah is truly an inspiration, and I really enjoyed my conversation with her and learning more about sled hockey. And it's time for my final quack for this episode where I share my last thoughts before the end of the show. We're going to talk food today because it is Thanksgiving week. Now, I was back in Ohio over the weekend, like I mentioned, and I celebrated an early Thanksgiving with my family. So I want to know what your favorite Thanksgiving dish is. You can tweet at me or you can tweet at DuckStream. Thank you for listening to Light the Lamp. I am Alexis Downey. Come back again, as always, for more hockey talk here on DuckStream. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on DuckStream.